Welcome to Money Conversations with KJ. KJ is a lifelong entrepreneur who's made a lot of money, lost a lot of money, and found his way back again. If you're looking for a sterile how-to, you're in the wrong place. KJ and his guests will walk you through real-life situations told by the people who live them, and they are as messy as they are inspiring. Each episode will offer lessons learned, advice on how to replicate successes and avoid pitfalls, and a new perspective to power your financial literacy. Far from a one-size-fits-all, this podcast can help you build a roadmap to your personal promised land. Milk and honey for some, whiskey and steak for others, and remind you that you're not alone on this journey well well well. welcome back welcome back everybody i'm your host kj and today i have a guest it's a good friend of mine we live in separate cities but we keep in contact mr bruce dinger bruce welcome to the program thanks good to be here kevin awesome really appreciate you coming out and sharing uh i think we're really going to give some good value and share some really cool things with the audience uh, our points of today we're going to talk about because bruce is a uh he does a lot he's an entrepreneur and he does many things but he's really i think his uh his expertise is in trading and we'll talk about that but but first bruce let's talk about because i want the audience is this is learning about financial literacy and i like to talk with stories about how it started for you how young were you when you started to think about money and using it as a tool and leveraging? You know, I, I think it goes back. I, I grew up in a household that my dad was served in the military for 30 plus years and then working for a civil service for another 30 years. So in a combination of about 60, 60 years. And I saw them, you know, I, I was raised with really, you know, go out there and work hard and, and uh, that's how you're going to be successful. My dad always told me, he says, the way to be successful in life is get familiar with the two letters of the alphabet, O and T. You know what that stands for, Kevin? No, go ahead. Yeah, overtime, baby. Uh, overtime. overtime. I like it. So, I like it. The whole thing is I looked at it and I thought, gosh, you know, I, I just it never felt right for me just always trade in my hours for money. I thought there's got to be a better way. And I knew there was because I, I was, I've always been a big reader and I've read about other successful people that were just they were mostly, most of them were investors or they started their own business. They were entrepreneurs. So, but the thing about the, you know, my dad and my mom, they taught me a really, really strong work ethic. So that I have to be thankful for, but just a different mindset in terms of how you value the day, your time and whatnot. So I do think, you know, early, early on, I, I said, I'm going to make a shift. And it probably took me, I'm going to say all throughout my twenties, because I spent time, you know, working for the post office, kind of following my dad's footsteps. And then from there, working for the fire department. And then after that, going ahead and I was a police officer here in California. So, you know, all my 20s was spent doing the grind like a lot of people. And it was just for me, for some people, it's OK. For me, it just never felt right. And I knew I had to do something different. You know, that's a great story there, because as I'm interviewing people, I'm finding a common thread of parents that are out there and and we really are replicating our parents right and sometimes that's a great thing and sometimes it's not a great thing right and you had mentioned that one you built you watched your dad right and he, and he talked to you about working hard and trading time for money you and i've had this conversation many times right we both know trading time for money is never really going to make you wealthy you, you could probably make a dis- decent living at it or whatnot but ultimately bringing value to whatever marketplace you're in and leveraging somebody else's time can definitely make you a lot more money. So great to know that your, your parents did a great job because 
you know, out there, I, I say in almost every show now that, you know, parents can't teach what parents don't know. Right. right. And right. if that's your main source of, of financial literacy for some people, that's why they're probably behind the eight ball. Well, that's awesome. So, I mean, you worked in those great fields, you know, firefighter, policeman and that kind of stuff, all great careers. And I know people personally that are at my age now, they're finishing their careers. They did their 30 years and they're getting their pensions, this, that and the other. That wasn't your path, right? When, yeah, when did- I have a lot of friends that that uh, for the, from the police academy that, you know, going way back where now they're, they're retired, retired police chiefs. You know, so uh, in, in several different cities here in the Bay Area, but it just it wasn't my path, you know, and you said something interesting about your own environment. So, you know, I have three young children and I have a 10 year old, uh, a four year old, and, uh, one. When how old is he? 22 months. He's almost two years old, but I've gotten them involved. They, they've never seen me leave the home, you know, to go to work. I'll bring them to the office with me. They see me doing things differently than, you know, most most parents. They see me invest in my, my kids have been involved in doing rehabs on, on, the, on the real estate side. They see me with the stock market, making investments there. Their, their mindset is, is very, very different. And you know, you know me, Kev, I'm, I'm a different bird altogether. I mean, I have, here I have my, my after this, I got to rush home and take my, uh, my two younger ones, my, my 22 month old and my four year old to jujitsu class, you know? So I got them started in, it's just my mindset. I don't believe in limit limitations. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying for someone who's listening that, working for somebody else is wrong. It's just not for me. I'm setting my kids up to, to really achieve whatever they want to achieve in life. You know, my, my oldest daughter's always asked me, daddy, is that possible? I said, baby, anything is possible if you're willing to put the time in and willing to put the energy in. It's just my, it's my core belief. It really is. No, your, your kids are going to be very fortunate that um, they won't even realize probably tell their our age or something that, you know what? I was just raised this way. I think an act with time and money because that's what my dad did, right? And it won't even be different for them. It's going to be the normal, right? Where other people, other kids, and then when I say kids, I like start talking about the 18 to 25-year-olds that when they didn't have a father like you that was able to take real interest and in showing them things at a really young age. You know, I had this conversation the other day. Yeah, I, I firmly believe that you should start financial literacy education with your kids when they're five years old. Would you agree? I would totally agree. I mean, I, I had my, my oldest daughter, she started reading books on, on, on taking one book I have is taking a hundred dollars and making a million dollars out of it. It was actually written for kids. Now there's certain things in there that I don't agree with. You know, they talk about saving and putting your money in a bank. And I, and I, I've gone through the book with her and I'll say, you know, Kathy, I said, this is something that daddy doesn't agree with. You know, the only reason you ever want to save money is to invest money. You don't want to just save for the sake of saving, you know, uh, and, and she asked me, she goes, well, daddy, if you don't put your money in a bank, where do you keep it? I said, in brokerage firms, in brokerage firms or invested in properties or whatnot, but I'm not keeping my money in the bank. I'm just not going to do that. You know, so they, they, I have her, I had her early on reading through this book and in several other books that are about money. And I had her go ahead and write her own thoughts about each chapter. You know, what was the main topic and whatnot. And then to really assimilate it, I started having her doing videos and recording those. And some of them I posted on social media, but a lot of them I've kept private. But it was really for her to internalize this so she could really understand what she was reading and what it, what it really means. And it's, it's just, it's incredible how quickly all my kids have just advanced by putting them in that type of environment. 
I, that's that's really awesome. It got me thinking that I like to teach financial literacy on what I like to call fifth grade level because I've re- researched a lot of financial literacy programs that are out there, and I get going through them and 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 I understand the jargon, but I also understand that a lot of people out there it just goes right over the head. They don't get it. So the fact that they have books for like five-year-olds, right? If you're 18 or 25 and you don't have a clue and it starts sounding like a foreign language when you're trying to learn financial literacy, I would not be embarrassed to go pick up a book that's designed for a five or an eight-year-old. Would you agree? Right. right. Absolutely. You know, you know, a lot of things, you know, kids watch what we as parents, what we do. And, you know, my, my, like I said, my kids have seen me go out to, you know, Baltimore, Howard County, Baltimore, Maryland, and purchase in homes. And in the beginning, you know, my, my oldest daughter, she was like, so daddy, are we going to live here? I said, no, we're making an investment. We're going to fix this up. We're buying that at a lower price and we're going to turn around and sell it on the market. And, you know, she, she started asking, well, how do you know it's a, you know, this is the right area to buy in. So all those things I started just organically just teaching her, you know, what I look for as an investor, whether she knows it or not, she's, she's been training for uh, as an investor, both in the, in the, in the real estate and the stock market for over five years now. And that's cool because it's subliminal, right? You, you live in one city and you went and invested literally the other side of the country. And so for her, as she gets older, it's the norm. Like, you know, she might talk to one of her friends. Yeah, my dad does that, too. He's got two here and they're like in whatever city. And your daughter will be like, yeah, no, no. My dad's bought him in Baltimore. He's bought him here in California. He's like bought him all over. And for a lot of people, that will seem like what? Like, that's crazy kind of thing. But you and I both know we got to go where the markets are, where we're going to get our best returns. It really doesn't matter the city that we do it in because we're going to as long as the numbers make sense and we're always going to find the contractors to do the work and all that kind of stuff. So really super awesome. I think that's a great takeaway for some people that are out there. Maybe they got some young kids and, and they might be thinking right now, Oh, my kids are too early. I'll wait until they're 10 or 12 before I start talking to them about that. I think that would be a big mistake. I do too. I do too. You know, know, I, I I met a, a guy just, just yesterday actually taking my kids to the park and uh, he had his two year old there. And we started talking and he works at Genentech and he says he has uh, gotten into flipping homes. I said, oh, <laughs> I said, it's what I do. I'm a hedge fund manager for the uh, the stock market and for also real estate. And he goes, really? And we just started talking and, you know, he asked me some advice and I told him, I said, you know, I said, it's the best investing is to me. It's the best career. I said, it gives you the opportunity to make as much money as you possibly can, depending on your skill set and what your focus is. And I said, you also get back your time. You really do. I mean, my kids, uh, again, going back to my oldest daughter, because she's the one in school, you know, her, some of her, her teachers have asked her in the past. They're, they're, they're really trying to figure out, am I married and am I a single father? I said, yeah, yeah, they were asking me, how come it's always you that's, that's uh, going to the school events and the functions and whatnot? I've just kind of designed my life and investing has allowed me to do that. So I'm, I feel very, very blessed. I really do. So anyone that, anyone that is even thinking about learning about investing, I would say, why wait? Do it. So we touched briefly on you do real estate. We both do real estate investing. And and we know it's been a craze around the country for the last 10 years, mainly because of HGTV and the shows that come on and, you know, they make it look so glorious. And uh, listen, we all we've all made properties look the way they do on TV. And then we've done properties. No, they they don't need to look like they they do them on TV. Right. It's all about how the particular property 
numbers work out. Cause at the end of the day, we just want to make money on, you know, that kind of thing. But let, I want to switch uh, gears here because I know you're heavily into the stock market and trading and the fact that you do both, right? Because at the end of the day, like you said a minute ago, it's about investing, right? If you guys want to grow wealth out there, you need to learn how to invest and there's, and you got to learn which path you want to go down. And you're one of the very few people out there that I know, but I know there's more, many more people out there that are actually going down both paths, right? You're doing real estate and you're very versatile in the stock market arena Talk to people about if they were thinking, because that's a whole other jargon, like, you know, how does that work? How do I get started? What would you recommend? So your, your audience may think I'm a nut and maybe I am. So my kids in their room, they don't have like the Disney characters posted on the walls. They have actual chart patterns. So there's, in, our, in my world of the markets, there's different patterns, price patterns that gives you not a guarantee, but a high probability of what direction the stock is going to go. So I'll have things like a cup, and ha- a cup and handle, a double bottom. These are just names of different price patterns. If you talk to a, another professional trader, they'll, they'll be very familiar with these things. A head and shoulders. And I have those things in my kids' rooms. They, they point to it. My, my two-year-old, well, he's 22 months. He doesn't even, he speaks some words, but he points at these charts here. I've taught him about bulls going up and bears going down. So they get it at a very, very early age. So I, I think it's just, it's, it really is the, like learning a, it's like learning a foreign language, you know, and, and when you look at a chart and you're trying to take a look and say, what direction does this particular stock have a, a probability of going up or down or sideways? You have to really understand. You have to look at a lot of charts. You have to be able to understand those patterns. You have to study them. You have to keep track of them. Uh, it's just like anything else. You have to, you have to get immersed in it. It's, it's like, you know, I, I speak, I speak Chinese fluently and I learned that language, not being here in the United States. I went to the university in Taiwan and got my degree over there. Uh, but I lived there and was immersed in the language. And that's the same thing with anything. The same, same thing with the stock market. You have to immerse yourself in that business. And I think the quickest way, people are always saying, that, well, how do you find a shortcut to success? Copy somebody. Find, find somebody, a coach, a mentor that's willing to. And there's not, there's not many guys out there that will be willing. I know myself. Uh, I used to coach. I don't anymore. I have too many things going on. But you have to find a coach that's willing to take a transference of their education experience and give it to you. So, okay. And again, I, I know vaguely my extent of money in the market is through index funds and my Roth and, and those types of things. So just safety, you know, letting some, let the professionals type handle it, but not a lot of people, they can get out there and jump in that game. And if you don't know how to play that game, boy, can you get hurt? Right. Yeah. You can, it's one of those things you could get lucky and make a, I think it's like coming to Vegas, right? It's funny, the story, it's very common people that come to Vegas for the very first time they win. It's yeah. the worst thing that could happen to somebody is to come to Vegas and win some big jackpot because then they come back chasing for God knows how long the rest of their lives. Like I can do it again. I can do it again. I would seem to think playing the stock market on your own could be the same thing if you happen to get lucky. Yep. I mean, I, I manage the wealth for a lot of different clients and they have a, a lot of them, they enjoy the markets, but they realize they can't do it by themselves. Either they don't have the time, they don't have the knowledge and experience or a little bit of both. You know, if they're smart enough to realize that, hey, hand it over to the professionals and let them deal with it. Yeah, because you can definitely, again, like you were saying earlier, that most people's mindset isn't even remotely thinking about my money's not going to be in the bank. 
right? Because your money could be in the market. It's like being in the bank because you can access it. It may take you a day or two, unlike the bank immediately drive down to the corner and withdraw a dollar X. But you'll always have that kind of money laying around anyway. But the bulk of your money definitely should always be invested working somewhere, real estate, stock market, those types of things. So that's really good. What kind of an action plan would you have somebody or would you suggest, you know, let's say we're somebody out there listening right now is in their mid 20s. They've got a decent job and they go, you know, I got an extra 10,000 or 20,000 and I, I want to kind of get started. What kind of an action plan would you say would be good for them? Yeah, you know, I'm, it depends on what they're what, what path are they taking. If they want to learn investing whether it's the stock market or whether it's real estate, I would say don't be cheap. You know, hire somebody, hire a coach. I'm a big believer in that. I mean, I, I'm I'm also NLP certified, neurolinguistic programming, because a lot of people think, oh, you're gonna you want to become a coach and and helping to unlock the doors for someone's uh, subconscious mind. No, for me, it was uh, in my business, in the trading business, and in, in, uh, particularly you have to really be able to be on your A game when the markets opened up. I mean, you and I had the conversation about today, how the market was crazy at the end for, you know, some news that hit, hit the airlines, the, the, the wave lines. And you have, your mind has to be right. You have to see, you have to see things clearly. You have to put your emotions to the side. Um, and that all takes tapping into your, the right mindset. So I hired, I hired a coach for, for, to, to help me unlock that subconscious mind. Uh, and just the same thing with anything I've done in life is, is hiring someone that that you respect that you know is going to help you to become a better investor or whatever whatever it is that you're going after to me that makes the best sense that's the first starting point i would do so professional help no right well what sounds great and you and i both done this invest in yourself right there's just before you go throw your money into places as a 100 percent novice in any spectrum invest in yourself in a mentor, a coach, some sort of program that you could start to learn at least the baby steps of whatever it is you're getting into. And we're all different learning curves of people out here, right? Some people can just snap that up real quick and other people may need, you know, a little handholding a lot longer. That's great advice because you and I both invested in ourselves and the different things that we do. And in today's world with technology compared to the days you and I grew up, I mean, it's all at their fingertips, it is. It is. I mean, I'm, I'm just, a, it, re, it really goes back to, you know, what your core belief is. I believe that, that having a coach collapses timeframes. I mean, it's, it's, it, take a look at, I could easily go ahead. I've studied martial arts for, for years now. I could easily go ahead and spend time teaching my kids. And I do, I practice with them and whatnot, but that's not where, where I see them growing. I, I go ahead and I've, I've sought out some of the best coaches, like the one that they, they also take Taekwondo. It's with the guy that was, he won the gold medal from the Olympics in, in uh, Taekwondo and Herb Perez. So Grandmaster Herb Perez, he's their, he's their coach. You know, it's the same thing with jujitsu. They got a, they got a, a solid jujitsu coach, but you know, it's, it's being able to take a look and say, let me get somebody who is the professional regard, you know, depending on what path you want to take and, and, and hire them. That's going to be, that's going to be the first step I would take. Yeah. I mean, you just said a phrase, which it went so fast that I want to make sure people understand this, which is when you invest yourself, all you're doing, forget the amount of the money that you're investing is you're collapsing time. And that's our most valuable resource, right? There is nothing more. And it's funny how we don't realize how important time is until you hit 50 and you're like, holy crap, 
where did where did that go right because in your 20s you're like ah, i got plenty of time i got plenty yeah i can learn that i got plenty of time but get in there collapse time invest in yourself on whatever type of mentor coach or program of an arena that you want to be in and you will i I don't know, better like a words, turbocharge your education and start profiting from that at a much yeah. rapid pace. So very, very true. I mean, you know, going back to even like a real life personal experience again for, for me was learning Chinese. I was 27 years old when I started learning that language and I could have got whatever the tapes or the what's that that one program they have that's all on the videos and stuff. I can't even remember what it's called now. Do You know what I'm talking about, Kevin? I do. And I'm um, trying to remember and I can't remember either. Program. I, can't, I can't remember the name of it, but uh, I could have done that, and, but that's not what I did. I went ahead and I went over there to the country and anyone that wanted to speak English with me, I said, no, 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 not going to practice English with me. I surrounded myself. I created my own environment where they were all speaking Chinese and it's paid off for me. I mean, I've had, I had a TV show for two years on the stock market, hot stocks, hot stock income with, with Bruce Dinger. And it was all in Chinese on the largest Chinese network, you know? So it's, it go, goes back to what you want to do in life and then you go after it. You go after it. Yeah. So true. But, you know, as as we review today's conversation, it really does start at home and at the earliest possible age. I mean, you've really started your kids, obviously, really early. And I know you talked about belief systems and there are parents out there that believe that I shouldn't talk about money to my kids until they're 18 or something. Right. And you and I are in the belief system. Like you just hurt your child. You don't even yeah. know because by 18, if you haven't taught them anything about money and responsibility with money, most likely they've developed bad habits right. and, and bad habits right. are a lot harder to overcome than not having any habits yet at all. So I don't think there is a too early. I've had other parents tell me, you know, different things about even when my, my daughter was going out to different, different cities and whatnot. I'd take her to Nashville. We have property there in Nashville and Houston and Baltimore. And they would say, gosh, you know, is she, is she able to learn though? Is she able to grasp that? And they've said that about, they've also said that about uh, even when she started martial arts, they said, oh, you know, aren't your kids too young to be doing that? And I mean, last year she got her black belt. This year she's testing for her first degree black belt. And I tell her, I said, maybe this is just the beginning. Now you've got your black belt. This is just the beginning. You know, I'm just, a, I'm just a big believer in one life to live. You have to, you have to get the most out of it. And you have to always push yourself to be the, the better version of yesterday. Well, well, I think about, I mean, you're and your, your daughter's in martial arts and other people are going to be in baseball, soccer, and all these other sports. Sports are, I think, extremely valuable for young children. Uh, it teaches them so many things, but your particular, you know, what your daughter's doing, that's a very disciplined sport, right? Right. And so the the learning lessons that she will take away in her life are invaluable and she'll never forget them. Again, it's normal. And if you start something at 18, learning something as as important as financial literacy later in life, you're you're just behind the eight ball and you're going to wish that you'd learned it earlier. So, again, that's why I enjoy these conversations. We all have a story. We all have a path. 
your path has been very interesting to hear. And I think a lot of people out there are going to have a good takeaway and think back, right? Would mom and dad teach me or not teach me? And there, and it's no right or wrong. If, if they didn't know, they didn't know and they couldn't teach you. I'm not blaming your parents by any means. But as a young adult, I believe it's your responsibility to be proactive. So anybody that is listening to this type of program is being proactive. So I congratulate you listeners out there like, Hey, I want to learn. I want to, I want to hear the stories from just regular people because, uh, you and I are the same. We know people all across this country and I'm, I'm trying to get perspectives from all over and yours has definitely been uh, a unique one. So I want to thank you for that. Yeah, no, no, no worries. You know, the one thing I would say is this though, you know, you know, we talk a lot about kids, even adults, I never believe it's too late to set that foundation. And there's certain things that there's certain reasons I've, I've had my kids do certain things, martial arts being just a component of it. It sets the foundation for everything else. And I'm a big believer, and I know you are too, Kev, is that how you do anything is how you do everything. I'm a big believer in that. Such a great phrase, such a great phrase. And, 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 and people hear and it goes in one ear and out the other, but if you if you look back, that's a great phrase. The five people you're surrounded are is the person you become. Be careful who those five people are. Don't be afraid to like clean house. I shared that phrase with a friend of mine last year, and he called me three months later, and he says, "Hey, Kev, I cleaned house." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "You told me the five people." He goes, three three toxic people were in my life," and I told him very politely. I can't, I can't associate or talk with you anymore. I'll see you maybe on the holidays. I'll be cordial and high, but we can't be hanging out no more. So I think it's very important that that's a, a great learning lesson along with that. How you do anything is how you do everything for sure. Yep. So, absolutely. So, well, listen, I appreciate you coming on. It's been great. And I know some people aren't some really good stuff out there today. It's, uh, it's powerful. It's strong. Investing is the only way to what Bruce and I are going to consider real wealth. You can make a, a, a nice living and support your family with the J-O-B. That's definitely not your path or my path. We're investors now by nature. And we didn't even get into all the tax advantages of being a professional investor versus a professional J-O-B, right? W-2 earner. So thank you for that. So again, you guys, if you believe that we gave you value today, right? Uh, go ahead and, you, and subscribe to my channel to my podcast channel and for those of you out there I might be watching on YouTube smash that like button and also subscribe again we're going to be releasing these podcasts every Wednesday so come on back and listen to the next one Bruce thanks for coming out it's been awesome and I really appreciate it all right thanks, Kevin. okay guys you guys uh, have a great week and we'll be talking soon <laughs>